I don't have an interest, so we're just going to wing it and see where my brain goes. That's never a good plan. <laughs> Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together every other week and discuss the important things in life like ha- ha- Haribo. Haribo. You get Haribo is where, where I landed on that. You guys like Haribos? I think they're a little sweet, but you know, they're fine. I don't Do, know what that Sorry, is. what? What is the Haribo. word you're saying? Am I missing something? No, wait, you know what a Haribo is. Haribo. It's well, the, ca- the brand what? of candy. Oh. Haribo. Sorry, did you say breakfast candy? I said brand of candy. <laughs> oh, brand. Okay, thank Christ. Every candy is breakfast candy. <laughs> if you're brave enough. Accurate. It's candy. I need to Google this. So now we need some. There's ones, like, you get the, the like, the all sorty, not all sorty ones, but you get, like, the, the assorted ones, and, like, there's one with, like, a heart, and it's got some, like, marshmallows on the back, and then you've got rings, and you put all of the rings on, and then your fingers get really nasty and I'm sorry, dirty. there's rings in a marshmallow candy? No, not in the marshmallow candy. <laughs> They're gummies, but some of them have marshmallows on the back of the gummies. The other ones are just rings. You just put I, the little ring gummies on. I, I think we, we live in a very different candy ecosystem because we don't have any of that bullshit sorry what's your ha- what's your fucking gummy, american haribo gummy bears I'm looking it up. gummy like it's they, just they gummies do, well, yeah, yeah just gummy but like get, those are the big ones we don't have this brand though yeah we don't have this brand here you don't have this br- but it's haribo no, it's a german no sure i didn't say it was british <laughs> no i'm saying i'm saying that's why it's pre- prevalent in the uk and <laughs> oh, not right, north america okay. <laughs> i thought you were like you don't own haribo i can't i don't care. remember what the brand is but there's a brand of biscuits that's in that i've had in northern ireland that was my favorite thing and i came back to the u.s and they're like that doesn't exist here and i said i'm sorry it doesn't what no if you all right look up haribo star mix and you will see the greatest okay. shit it's got all the best things in it it's got little so it's got some of the little uh gummy bears it's got the little rings which again you put okay. on all your fingers and all your fingers get sticky as they melt uh they've got little eggs so it's like a little bit of gummy but a lot of bit of marshmallow uh and you got like the little coke bottles that um okay. don't taste like coca-cola but do taste delicious oh i know what you're talking about i've had those haribo not in america had that in northern haribo. Like, not i america. feel like i've seen these at like a five below or something like that i don't know about it five below is a store that literally is supposed to have everything five dollars uh, or less except for you know their ten dollar section which yeah. is you know <laughs> sinful that. and it's it's a lot of like you never know what's going to be in there because it's they buy the excess off of different stores. Mm. Yeah. Y'all thought I wasn't going to come up with anything real for the intro, but I got to Haribo and that led to this whimsical discussion. <laughs> Delightful. Okay, this week we have with us. <laughs> we have Chase Greenlee. Hello, hello. Uh, we also have Heather. Hi. <laughs> We've got back returning to Crit Chat. It's Ian. Haribo looks like the candy that's still in my Halloween bag at the end of November that I just throw out because I know I'm never going to eat it. <laughs> look, look, you are a fool. You open it, you eat all the ones with the marshmallow bits, and then you throw it out. Because those are the only ones worth a damn. Uh, we also have me as your host, Ismay Hutton. Uh, and this week, we're doing we're doing another one of, please help Ismay out. Because uh, we're going to talk about how 
how to do combat good. And by do combat good, I essentially just mean how do I do combat? I've been running D&D for a long time and I still am bad at it. And I refuse to do it because of that. I feel like first we go around with your your main bit of it, but like your favorite friend Ismay, when I am coming to you up hands and knees asking how to do this better because it's been too long and I feel like I should work it out at some point. Roll that beautiful bean footage. All right, first up we have Ian. Ian, please help me. <laughs> Um, You had three seconds to prepare before you came here. Yeah. What have you got? uh, Jumped in at the last minute. I just learned what the topic was. Uh, (laughs) But I do have have some advice. Yeah. Uh, Two things. Thank you, Ian. (laughs) uh, Two things I don't do, um, but I maybe want to start doing. I want to start doing this first one, at least, uh, which (laughs) is something I heard from uh, Stuart Wellington from the Flophouse podcast. When he runs a game, he pre-rolls all of his rolls. So he will sit at his desk for like half an hour, rolling a d20 and writing down every result. So when he sits down for a game, he's not rolling any dice. He just has a list in front of him and he's crossing it off as they go. So it's essentially just a random number generator that he's pre-generated. But like... I've okay. so, like I'm I'm very in two minds about that because one, but then it means that I don't get to roll dice. I go to go to roll as many dice like during the game. However, it also does mean that I do get to sit around for half an hour doing nothing but roll dice beforehand, and that's excellent. That's peak D and D right there. You're still rolling damage whenever you hit too, yeah. so it's not like you're rolling zero dice. Fair, and it helps with the chaos of like, wait, who, what, what am I rolling? Instead, you're like this thing, this number, do the math. Okay. So my, my second piece of advice is just, uh, I, I just started playing Monster of the Week again, uh, which is so much fun to play as uh, the Keeper, as it's called, because I don't have to roll any dice. Mm-hmm. I just say yeah. what happens, and that's what happens, which I love. So you could also just not roll dice. And before anyone comes at me being like, oh, you have to roll dice as the DM, <laughs> I watched Ed Greenwood run an entire game of second edition without rolling a single goddamn d20. Yeah. So if he can do it, I think it's fine. You don't have to, but dice, like, my, my current DM literally said instead of on roll 20, we can roll physical dice and show him if we want. And I said, thank your soul. So, but why would you not want to roll dice? Because then you can just say what happens. Yeah. Can I roll dice anyway and just have it not pertain to the game? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Whatever you want. If you, you're the DM. <laughs> whatever you do behind that screen does not matter because at the end of the day, you're the DM. So if you roll something and someone's like, oh, wow, did you really roll that? The answer is yeah. Doesn't matter what's on the die. <laughs> you rolled it. <laughs> this is a storytelling medium, and I'm telling you a story about what's on that die right now. I, I have started. I have seriously started to embrace just the yeah. It's the that rule I'm quoting. It's on page. Fuck off. Let's keep playing. It's, it's on page. You write a game. <laughs> yeah, it's it's on page. I've taken hours out of my life to write this for you. Sit down and shut up. I'm sick of this. <laughs> I'm an adult. I don't have time for this. So all the DMs that are still in like elementary, not elementary school, uh, middle school and high school, they uh, oh yeah, y'all y'all still have to 
pay attention to the rules because <laughs> you're still you learning. You have them. to know the rules to know how and when to break them. It's very important. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. That's all yeah. art school is, by the way. If you're going to go to art school, fun fact, they are going to teach you everything that you're supposed to know, and then they want you to just throw all of that out the window your senior year. Just like yeah. forewarning right now. That's what it is. Music theory is the most ridiculous thing for the same reason because they're literally, you hit a point where they're like, well, which chord do you feel like it is and i'm like which which notes do you think should be in the chord that are being played right now and i'm like no fuck you i'm sorry like hey teach can you give me a grade instead of just snapping at the end of everything (laughs) i went to i went to check my grades online and it just said the b's knees is that a b (laughs) or confusingly that's an a but when when, when, if it just says a that's a b that's a b Now, strangely enough, cat's pajamas, that is a C. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, Do you have any other little bits of advice? Uh, My third piece of advice is specifically tailored to you, Ismay. Uh, And I don't want you to take this personally. But if you you have access to a printer, print off your stat blocks. If you don't have access to a printer, put them on your phone or a tablet, or another screen that you only use for stat blocks. I will counterpoint that with, I well, I don't have a printer, but I already do bring up the stats, but no, then, I know. before the recordings, I close them like a dumb piece of shit. And That's then during combat, you lose them in your new tabs, and you have no idea what to look for. I can I <laughs> can I combo off of this? Can I combo off of this real quick? Yeah, this, I, this is my layup, Chase. Yeah, you dunk I know. It. So I'm I'm gonna take this specific piece of advice, and because I Ismay, I had the same problem, and I have found a solution. It's a spendy solution, but it has worked wonders for me. If you have an iPad, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> For people out there who have an I- for people out there who have an iPad, there's an app called Notability, which is the best PDF reader I have ever used in my goddamn life, because it allows you to cut and paste from one PDF into a new one. So I can literally take PDFs of the source books I have and cut and paste all the stat blocks into a single document. And yeah. then I've got oh, my, my little Apple Pencil where I can just write on it and say, okay, just start Apple crossing pencil. shit off I'm not going to use or not going to need. Or is like, as I start beating, as my players start beating the shit out of it, I can start marking the HP right there on the thing. Um, and, and if you're poor and use a PC like me, you can also <laughs> use do that in Adobe Acrobat. Just go yeah. under edit, take a snapshot, <laughs> highlight what you want, and you can just paste it into paint. That's what I Perfect. do. I like Chase with his fucking, like, oh, I just, like, get my Apple pen up in here. <laughs> like, fucking, I, like, I said like a dude with a real yeah, job. Now, now we got Richie Rich up in here. I got to use Adobe <laughs> and MS Paint to do my documents. <laughs> I love MS Paint as some advice. For what it is worth, oh. most of the people I know that have and use Apple stuff, like, are get all of their stuff from the schools they work at because Apple uh, has all yeah. so yeah. most of the people I know do have and use it but that's just because they get it for free I did have to like pay for mine like a scrub <laughs> oh, um, like a person with the real people job eh. not just counting they pennies that gets <laughs> me over here but no like <laughs> you can, I am certain there are equivalent programs that's just the one <laughs> yeah. that I 
have learned how to use <laughs> to combo one more other thing off of off of Ian's last thing. The bonus to printing it out above using like a tablet or anything like that is that when you're done, when you've killed the monster, you get to rip it up on screen and toss it into the air like confetti. Yeah, that's that's what I do. I don't have a binder in my closet full of old stat blocks that I keep. <laughs> Ian. <laughs> I know that this is not a visual medium, but I want to see this binder so bad. Too bad, because it doesn't exist. Ah, uh, beans. Also, I'm 90% sure it's buried somewhere. Also, it being not being a visual medium hasn't stopped us in the past, has me? No, not, yeah, never once. Look. So no, my first piece of advice, and this is to absolutely everybody, when you are running a spellcaster and you see like the 20 spells that they can cast, pick three. Those are the spells okay. they have. Everything else has either been used or they don't have it ready. You you know what your party is going to do, especially like by the time you are running a spellcaster against them nine times out of 10, you know about what the routine is going to be when they get into the fight. Pick what's going to combo against them the meanest and what is going to be the most useful and what they're going to be like, ah, oh, man, you're doing that you're healing mid-combat rude um pick all those yeah and then forget <laughs> everything else that makes your life infinitely simpler right then right there because then you're not trying to manage all of that um the other way to handle something like that and this does take a little bit more front-end work but it is very worth it uh and that is to go into a more action-oriented style this is uh, a idea popularized by uh, Matt Coville and his idea is instead of running the combat like completely off the dome literally plan out what the enemy is going to do from round to round pre-roll and preset everything so that way once it is done you know first action I do this second action I do this if you on YouTube look up action oriented monsters uh, he is a has a much better he does a much better job of explaining it than I'm doing right here uh, but that it is is a really, really good way to simplify a lot of that backend stuff. Um, the third is to use minions instead of normal monsters. A minion is the same as a normal monster, except it has exactly one HP, which means yeah. every time uh, your players will hit it, it dies, which means you can use a lot of them all at the same time. And that's fun for everybody because then instead of having to manage four dudes HP, you can throw eight guys at him and it's really scary and then they murder four of them in the first round of combat and that <laughs> looks cool from an explanation perspective and it feels good as a player just don't tell them they're one hp I mean, they'll figure it out pretty quick because you know the first yeah. four will go down immediately like oh okay we can do this and then mm -hmm. that's fun okay uh, i don't have to roll for this last one i don't wait i want to roll it anyway heck it <laughs> heck it Oh my goodness gracious, it's Heather! Oh wow, what a shocker. So I actually, the thing that keeps popping in my mind and recently with listening to a lot of different games and all of that is the difference between doing combat with theater of the mind versus with a physical map. Mm -hmm. And I have pros and cons for both that have just been in my brain and we'll see how eloquent they come out. We'll find out. So if you have a theater of the mind map that you're telling your players, it means that you can let their imaginations run more. They can be more creative with, hey, is there a tree above me so I can throw a rope up over a branch instead of looking at the map? You can just be like, oh no, yeah, absolutely there is. Do it. And so you can be more loosey-goosey. You can be like, yeah, you're about 30 feet away from the monster. Yes, your spell can hit instead of getting bogged down in the technicalities. It's like, am I immediately in melee range? Am I in spell range? Or am I out of spell range? And it lets them, I would say it lets combat just 
move a lot faster if you have a really creative group that wants to be really ridiculous. You can just yes and all of it. The con of it is if you have people who are super like, I want to plan ahead. I want to study the map. I want to see exactly where my allies are. I want to be able to do all of that pre-planning and they can't because they, you know, might have tracked mentally something different. So it makes that more difficult, but it also means that you can run combat it without roll 20, uh, without D&D Beyond. A physical map game lets you plan, lets you see it, lets you be exact. Uh, yes, you're going to use Quicken Spell because you're outside of the range. You can be able to pre-plan and say, I'm going to run up onto this rooftop that I know is there and I'm you can pay attention to what your other players are doing, but unless they immediately do something that directly inter- affects you, you can have your idea. Now it's your turn for combat and you're like, I'm attacking this person with this weapon or spell and here we go and doing all of that. But again, if you have people who want to be super creative, they're then stuck in what's right there, mm-hmm. especially the more details you put into it. The more details you put, it means the more they have to work with, but then that's all they have to work with. That's it. Yeah. That's that's the playground that they're in. Um, and so knowing which one you run better and which one your players respond to better, I think is really important. Like I love theater of the mind for combat because it means that I'm not having to stop there and count the squares and make sure and say, no, you can't see them. But I can just be like, absolutely, sure, great, let's go. And instead of figuring out exactly how many I'm going to throw at them, I just say, I think there's roughly this number in this area. And then if they're doing really well with it, I add some. And if they're doing really horrible with it, that's the only one. So, you know, there was a, a mushroom that almost took some people out. That happened to be a lot in college. Yeah. <laughs> I had flashbacks. But it, but it means that that's the only one they found instead of what my brain was originally thinking of. Like, they're, you know, one every 20 feet or something. So I obviously don't have a lot of advice because I, this is my least favorite part of running Dungeons and Dragons because of the bad at it part. Um, <laughs> but something that I've been doing recently in personal games... I feel like I can't as much with half damage because there's going to be some people out there that are like, I I know that that's not in the book (laughs) and I technically should be running it from the Curse of Strahd. However, in like a real life games that I'm doing a lot now, I'm doing a thing where, uh, like Chase was saying with, you know, see all the spells that they've got and pare them down to just a couple. I've gone a bit further with that and just making shit up. Because, <laughs> like, who knows what all the spells in Dungeons and Dragons there, are? I sure fucking don't. There is no rule anywhere that says that bad guys have to play by the same spell book as the good right? guys. Or the same mechanics. Yeah. Well, like, what even, like, is magic, you know? Like, what even right. is what it, even, man? It's like, like who, they're who? just using the power of friendship, and that's going to mean that they have, like, 5d10? <laughs> I don't hey, know. Bigby? You know, Bigby? Fuck Bigby. This is <laughs> my <laughs> hand. No. All my homies hate Bigby. <laughs> <laughs> See, my brain just wandered off into the use of the Simulacrum spell, mm-hmm. which I think should be utilized so much more because it's like, yeah, we did it. We defeated Wait, what? Wait, what do you mean that wasn't actually... Huh? Hey, he just came out of the wall over there, and he's younger and sexier, and still has the same brain. Key information. Go on. I need more about this good, <laughs> sexy, sexy young spell. What is it? 
Yeah, it is Simulacrum. If it's the same one I'm thinking of, because it was a major plot point in one of my home games, Heather. This is the one where it's like they make a duplicate of themselves mm-hmm. that lives has in an all urn. Their same hit points has their same spells, and so you think that you're going against the big bad. You literally <sighs> think that you defeated them, and then they melt away. Yeah. So yeah, mm. Simulacrum in Five E is like you make an ice golem that looks and acts exactly like you. Oh, sorry. You you make an ice golem. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. You make a shiny little slippery version of you? Well, no, it looks People like you. People think it's you. Yeah, a shiny slippery you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like- I I had confused myself because there is another spell that yeah. can do about the same thing, but it's called mm-hmm. clone, where you make a clone of yourself and mm-hmm. you grow it in a jar. And then when you die, your soul bips to the clone, but your clone ages to the point that you want it to. So, so you're saying that a, that a big bad should have the simulacrum up and then they defeat the simulacrum and then they defeat the big bad. And they're like, ah, oh, we did it. And then the new one comes out of the wall and you're like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, no. <laughs> and then the young, sexy version of that young, sexy- of the big of the big bad walks out and it's like, "What up? I'm the same guy, except now I can dab and it doesn't look ridiculous." And then there's like, "Hold up, open up the freezer." Mm-hmm. Ice boy also walks out. <laughs> oh, <Got> baby, <laughs> new simulacrum. That's right, double this. dipping. It's everyone, baby. Ismay, stop trying to pivot this towards your fan fiction. <laughs> I cannot and will not. How dare you? <laughs> and and then the sexy young villain comes out and he opens a freezer and there's another version of the sexy young villain, but, but this one's slippery. slippery. <laughs> Yay. Oh, please, guys. please, please. He's slick. Here's the thing. That's me having pivot. This is, I feel like this is where my talents lie because we just had the combat thing where, yeah, you, you did some combat and you killed some doofus, but now we've got this new scenario, boil, boil, which is boil, sexier boil. and slipperier. Is that going to be combat? I don't fucking think so. Why do we even bother with the combat part? Do I have to dig up that third edition book that's all about sex? <laughs> I still need to read that. The Tome of Vile Darkness? No, it's called it's called the no. Tome of something. Oh no. Oh, I sent no. it to you at some point, Ismay. You uh, did, but, I, but don't. I don't remember where I put it. Yeah. Which is not I don't good remember where I, I put it. it. I might have deleted it after I sent it to you. Ian, you cannot <laughs> looking <have>. it up. <laughs> what if episode 100 is just me uh, reading that top to tail. Uh, the, the, the book of erotic fantasy, excuse there me. It there is, there you it go. is. Ismay, I found it and I'm downloading Thank it. Thank you, I love I you. You're it. my best friend. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you. You really have my best interests at heart. <laughs> Hello there, nerds, and welcome to the Middle of the Podcast Break Chat with your host, Ismay. Hope that you're enjoying this episode and hope you're enjoying the previous conversation as it might or might not have something to do with episode 100. Don't worry too much about it. You've still got the rest of this episode and episode 99 to worry about before that. But don't, anyway, look. I uh, hope you're enjoying anyway. And uh, let's do all the plugs that we do in this middle of the podcast break chat part. Uh, first off, it would really help us out if you went and did all of the social media stuff and followed us around on there. Uh, it helps us to know that you're out there. Uh, it also tells you when all the episodes are dropping. Uh, and it's just a good kind of fun way to keep us in your mind. 
You can find us over at Facebook or Twitter if you just search Crit Chat, uh, wherever you are, uh, or go to the Discord in our description. And yeah, we just use all those to chat to you guys. Uh, also, the social medias are a really good place uh, to plug us because we don't pay to advertise. The only way that people will ever listen to our show is if you tell them to listen to us. Uh, so if you go on any social media things and you see people in need of advice or in need of a podcast to listen to, maybe give us a plug, give us a tag, and we could be like, thank you, you're a sweet angel and I love you very much, because we do. So again, that's over to our Facebook or our Twitter or our Discord to sign up for all of our social media stuff. If you would like to help us out in a money's way, you can go over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash crit chat. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, it's not that much money to you, but it means a lot to us because we need to keep Dish Podcast up and running on things. You get behind the scenes content as well as just a good warm fuzzy feeling of knowing that you're just superior to other people and that's fun. You can donate at any level, but you still get the rewards of, you know, getting the behind the scenes footage no matter what what level you're at. I think that it probably is a very good time to sign up and do that because I can assume that there's going to be a lot of behind the scenes footage for episode 100 and I think you're going to want to hear all of that. So again, that's patreon.com forward slash crit chat, all one word, for as little as a dollar a month to get all that nice behind the scenes footage. If you are hurting for more Dungeons and Dragons podcasts to listen to, you can find us again over at Half Damage. Half Damage is an actual play podcast that has me DMing it and has several people from Crit Chat playing in it. It's a really good time. It's it, I have a blast like running it and playing it uh, and listening to it. Like I enjoy editing because I get to listen to it again and that's good. Uh, if you want to do that, then again, Half Damage is found wherever podcasts are found. That is Half Damage. We run through Curse of Strahd, but bastardized. It's got laughs. It's got cries. Anyway, it's got some spooks and scares and I hope that you will enjoy it no matter what. Find Half Damage wherever you find podcasts. I'm going to let you get back to the episode now. Hope you enjoyed this content of Helping Ismail. So, in this same vein of this episode is essentially just to help Ismay, we're gonna do some question and answers. So, it like things that maybe uh, folks who are not so good at combat or folks that have just started out with combat may have issues with. So, these are the questions that I think that those people might have about combat. Uh-huh. <laughs> Question number A. Do you guys have, like, good, like, initiative trackers that are online that are, like, easy to use because all the ones that these people have probably looked up in the past confused her and she didn't really understand them and she also needs them to have condition trackers because she don't remember what conditions people have. I, I, I do have one and it's going... It, and it's a frustrating answer, but it's the truth. The best initiative oh, no. tracker is a damn piece of paper. Yeah. No, because that's what she does all the time. Yeah. But then, like, all the notes get confused. I, yeah, look, and then, like, you... people move in the initiative order, so you have to rewrite it out. And then, like, there's not enough room on the paper for all the conditions. And then you cross them out, and there's, oh. Hand it to one oh. of your players, someone who's good at tracking that type of stuff. Mm. Hand it to one of your players. What post-COVID world are you living in where I can hand shit fuck to dick? No, literally. So so for half damage, like Ian or maybe not Emily because she gets distracted, but potentially Emily if she if she wants to. Oh, oh you're a listener. Oh, yeah. It's, nice, oh, it's yeah. always nice to meet a fan. So if you if you hand like if you say, hey, we're rolling initiative, can Ian write down the numbers and keep 
track of initiative order. And then your only brain space that you need to know is this person is the one tracking your initiative. And then you worry about the monsters and the storytelling. It's less, the the initiative part sucks, but I also need to use the initiative tracking for like, who's got what hit points. And I don't think I can give that to players because um, Mm. one, no, and two, because um, I also make up the hit points a lot of the time. So can't do that. No. But people who don't do that can potentially. Something something I've wanted to try recently that I posted about in the Crit Track group the other day that Google lied to me about um, is (laughs) I... I'm going to try with my game this week. I'm going to try to set up a virtual camera through OBS so I can put text over my video feed in Discord. Oh. I plan to use that f- prop maybe for initiative, definitely for ongoing effects like bless and stuff because we yeah. always forget to use that. Oh, I'm just going to have it like right above my head. So I'm thinking like ongoing effects above my head and then maybe initiative off to the side here. Mm-hmm. I have to tool around with it a bit, but if that works, I could let you know. Online, yeah, is, that'd be online good. is harder for my brain to come up with like potential help things because I actually haven't played online and will start playing online in two weeks for my first time. So here we <laughs> go. Uh, but in person, I would say what's really helpful with like effects and things is having markers. And I've seen markers be like bottle cap rings. Yeah. Dice of different colors that you stand the miniatures on. I have a bunch of the flat disc monsters and NPC markers from uh, 4E that I use. And I'm just like, great, they're now on one of those. That means that they have this thing. You can also, if you have like a thing of concentration or whatever, having a coin or a tracker a physical tracker in front of you is the player that says if my coin is on my character sheet I have concentration on something but again not everyone then pays attention like for me I'm going to be fiddling with the coin so it's probably not a best (laughs) thing but if but there are people that sell different spell slot trackers and initiative and inspiration and all of those you could just like Get one that says concentration, inspiration. You you can probably make or buy custom ones and then use that to physically track. And you can do that for yourself rather than trying to do it online for your players or whatever. But there are a lot of like physical markers that you can just utilize that help Mm -hmm. spark memory. Uh, Something else that you could try is if you do like the, at the very least, the feel. Sorry, quick, really quickly, really quickly. This is not for Ismay. This is for someone that has this question that is not Ismay because she's good at Dungeons and that's, Dragons. That's right. Excuse <laughs> me. Let's call them Ismark. Just, Ismark. Just, just as a name. Yeah. <laughs> no. just, for, just as a name we need. If this individual would would <laughs> does like writing that kind of stuff down because it helps them keep track of what's going on, um, <laughs> you can also probably find a like a very small whiteboard, mm-hmm. like for pretty cheap, yeah. and just keep that wherever it is that you're running. And then as people move around and ruin your beautiful initiative order, you can very easily <laughs> erase and rewrite and have you know HP over in another side that you're tracking or if they're not going to mess that up then don't worry about it. Off of that you can also get pieces of whiteboard that are like little name tag things mm-hmm. that you write the names on and then when people shift around on the yes. initiative order you literally just physically move them and you're not messing with yeah. like accidentally erasing something that you didn't want to so there's that as well. I'd completely forgotten this until this moment but in the pre-COVID world um, we had <laughs> uh, for our home group we were using uh, color-coded clothespins 
So mm. every player had a clothespin and they, you know, they were on top of the GM screen. And so they Ooh. could just move them around and they would have, you know, a couple of like plain wooden ones for opponents. And that's where they would go. Mm. Uh, and that worked really well. I like that because then it's not just the DM being able to track it. It's everyone being able to see. Yep. If Everybody this can see going, exactly what the score is. Yep. I like that one a lot. Yeah. And you can use like post-it notes on those to kind of track, okay, this player has this thing. They are going to take this kind of damage at the start yeah. of the next round, stuff like that. Post-its. Okay. Post-its. That's another thing. You can just use post-its. <laughs> yeah, just post Just move them around. All right. I will try to do, uh, they will try and do other things and it will be fine. Uh, okay. Question number the second. Um, it, it's so long. Combat takes so long. That was the question. It okay. takes so long. We talked. I'm pretty sure we talked in one of the previous things. Mm-hmm. You decide how many rounds of combat you want it to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Decide how many rounds you want to go. And you can decide sooner that something happens or that, that damage they were actually, you know, vulnerable to that type of damage for some reason. Or like decide how many rounds or decide how many big hits the monster can take also encouraging having people have their like spell descriptions easily accessible and seen is a huge help and then if somebody doesn't have an answer fast enough tell them that you know you delay your turn your character hesitated in the moment next person goes and they can go after it and just keep it going uh with that one i would discuss that with your players beforehand of like if you're if you're taking a while and you need that moment i will skip to the next person and then your character is just surveying the the field for that (laughs) second and then makes a decision so a lot of uh other people's issue with Mm -hmm. how how long it takes because of action economy if you've got just like a big bad because of how many players you're running for they're gonna go down pretty kind of easy and not be able to do a lot of hits unless you do some like garbage with you know like how how many hits they can dish out as well as take so you you kind of are put into a place where you have to have a lot of minions for them but then you have to roll so much garbage for all the minions and so much of combat is just you playing with yourself it's so masturbatory and i don't wanna clip that can we clip that can we clip that really quick can we just clip that really quick Just cut out that audio of what Ismay just said. Only time you're ever going to hear saying that. Future Ismay, I've got you. But it's, it's, you can do layer actions and legendary actions is what I would say so that you're not rolling more. You're just deciding, you know what, top, like it's top of the round, layer's going to do something and you're deciding, yeah, they're going to use their legendary action right here. Here we go. And I would say do minions or Mm. legendary, not and, unless your players are really tough and really hard to hit. If the big bad just isn't hitting them, then maybe do both. I also would say like anything that says it only lasts a minute. I just don't worry about unless the combat's really i don't worry about um exactly how many rounds are taking place they cast it it's going to last till the end of uh the encounter at the end of the encounter they've lost it so you're not bogged down with all of those technicalities he my my quick and dirty version of that half hp double damage it okay it (laughs) make it turns your enemies into glass cannons but those cannons hit and your players will be terrified for a second i thought you meant that they take double damage and i was like you're cornering their you. No, no. They Before dish out duck. short combats that are very deadly are mm-hmm. very scary. Because a player can go down in that one hit, potentially. Absolutely. But if you hit the, the big guy, then 
now you can heal them and they're all good. Exactly. I like that. And it's it's a re- it doesn't work for every enemy, obviously, because you know depending on how hard your your crew will hit, they could take a down in that one round, and that's not fun. You didn't you didn't roll initiative to play for a round. <laughs> yeah. You didn't do all that work so that you can do one cool thing at, with a monster and then not get to do it ever again. Okay, you didn't, but the players will be super stoked. Yeah, kind of. Point. I don't think they would because I think they're they're like especially for something that has like a build up to it they want that like they want to feel like they've earned that kill and if it goes down in a round they're not going to feel like they earned it my main piece of advice for keeping games going quickly especially online games over over the internet is just google it whatever you're looking for in DD fifth edition type it into google and then put 5e after it First result every time some free website is telling you what you need to find. So much of like the resources that you need are out there. I'm just bad at things. The question asker <laughs> is bad at things. The question the asker. The question asker yeah. who's yeah. not Ismay. Thank Ismark. you. Yeah. It is Mark, who is bad at games, I guess. I think the last question that uh, we've had write-ins about um, <laughs> is, so like... <sighs> Like, I I saw a post ages ago that I feel is true, at least for me. I don't know if you guys feel the same and which ones you fall under, but the the post posited that you have two kinds of DM. One DM who will wax poetical about the surroundings and the people and have like nice engaging conversations with all of the NPCs and like has like so much stuff that's story based just right on the top of their head and then combat comes they're like at you hit next up and yep. then you have the people that are good at blood guts and gore but then for uh human interactions are like they say hi this is what they've got in stock i'm definitely the first one. um i'm definitely the first one i don't know how to talk about dungeons and dragons fighting to make it interesting because like you can do some stuff with spellcasters spellcasters is fine but if people are hit with sword or arrow every round which is what they should be doing as their characters. Like, that's how you do your damage. Well done, congratulations. I don't know how to make that fucking interesting. How do you make it interesting? Honestly, don't. It's not interesting. Yeah. It happens every round. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah. Like, yeah. I tried to make every hit sound really interesting. If it's just a regular hit from a basic attack, make, like, a comic book noise part of a sentence and move on. Mm-hmm. It's like the arrow thunks against your armor. The the staff clobbers you over the head. Move yep. on. And if the player is hitting a monster and you want to in any way narrate that, ask the player. Like the spellcasters, yeah. there are spellcasters who are like, I pull out these little bits of feather and blow on them. Okay, melee fighter, what are you doing? Like you pull out your dagger and you flip it around in your hand and you like have the players and however much detail they want to give, you know, not here's my new odyssey, but um, (laughs) if they, if they just say, yeah, I want to, I shot him in the face. Great. Beautiful. He has, you know, his eye looks a little bloody moving on. Like I would say the only like narration that if you want to make it engaging is how they die or how a crit hits. What was vital that they hit with a crit? Also, if you're narrating every single hit, that's going to make combat take longer. And, And you're not thinking about the next thing. 
So it's, yep, you shit. You shit. Oh my gosh, yes, you hit. You shit. You, you shoot. Look, you... honestly, someone, yes. yes. It's Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> um, but it's like, you hit, and you shot them with, you know, Firebolt or whatever, and, oh, that's a critical wow, and there's a big blast in their belly, and continue on. Like, it doesn't have to be all the descriptors. Jumping off <laughs> that a little bit, I am not the biggest uh, critical role fan. I think I'm on the record as as being as being that guy. Possibly. Uh, but the... <laughs> a standing applause for me <laughs> oh my god thank you thank you thank you but the one thing i really do like that mercer does is when the monster goes down he immediately hands that over to the player how yeah. do you want to do this uh it is something that i have adopted it is an incredibly powerful mm-hmm. moment that you give to your player when you especially if it's a kill steal because that's very funny <laughs> when the barbarian goes in and does like 20 damage and then the ranger comes in and does 5 <laughs> and the ranger you know kind of just up in the tree all me patonk yep and letting the letting the person who got that kill really get to soak in that moment and describe that kill is always aces and don't really worry about what have said don't worry about describing unless it's a crit describe your crits describe big hits and don't worry about getting too deep into it let the moments go by the big ones that the players want to narrate let them narrate it and then move on you've got enough to worry about and then with the players (laughs) describing a thing what my brain wants to do is you know the big barbarian hits once out of three attacks and manages to take them down and the barbarian say how do you want to do this and the barbarian says well i clobber and clobber and in my brain i'm like no you only hit once you only describe no let them describe no, it do it. let let them actually be like no i jumped up and i did this cool thing because i mean the fight's done like mm-hmm. yeah the fight's done it does not matter at this point and i am a recent critical role fan but i they're not the end all be all, but I I enjoy them separately from the hype. That's that's look. Hey. I, it is not a it is not a judgment thing. I am uh-huh. certain if I got into it at a different time, I would probably oh, yeah. enjoy it a lot more. I got real into it in the depression. It was great. Yeah, no. If 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 I had found <laughs> them instead of the adventure zone, I probably would would mm. be a huge would at one point have been a huge critical role fan. But I found the adventure zone, and I I, I liked that energy better. Also, I don't have four hours a week to listen oh, yeah. to D and D. That's yeah. so much. The depression- was uh was critical role because I was just like inside all day and I was like what the fuck else am I doing? The anxiety was uh, <laughs> adventure zone because I would listen to that when I was outside and I would be less anxious about being in crowds because I was like go. I don't know I'm with my friends. I couldn't get into adventure zone. That's fine. Oh, very sad. That's fine. <laughs> you you listen to the important ones. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> fair, <laughs> fair. I also, you know, spend most of my time at work listening to something. So for me, I'm catching up on Critical Role. I'm not going to run out of material anytime soon. But I also work for 10 hours at a time, eight hours of that being listening to things. So I'm doing about two episodes a night at work. Time suck. So. Time suck. <laughs> Love it. Listen to D and D podcasts, everyone. It's, it's you know, there there are some really good options out there that I wonder who yeah. runs them. You know, I just uh... <laughs> oh, that would be it would be so convenient if now we ha- it was the end of the podcast and we are rolling into plugs. Too bad oh, we're wow. going for another two hours, baby. <laughs> Three hour podcast, all aboard. We're gonna actually play a couple different type of encounters for you. We're gonna do a big bad one. We're gonna first we're gonna do a quick break and we're gonna put all of our fan 
art up on the screen. We're going to do uh, a full reading of the book of erotic fantasy. Start oh, to finish. I will is the thing. That, <laughs> Wait, hey, sorry. It, it's That's May. episode 100. It's May. Episode 100. That's what we do. That's yeah. what we do. We cover the but book like, of erotic fantasy. I feel fantasy. like you have to get some permission. Why? This isn't an official Wizards of the Coast book. This is like yeah. a third I know, party one. but like yeah, but it's like a, but intellectual property. I'd feel ba- it's like being like look at this cool art and not citing the person. We're absolutely citing them. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we are telling you which book this is coming from. I'm a hundred percent going to go to the people and ask if uh, they ne- want like a audiobook read. Of you you the- should know <laughs> this came out like almost twenty years ago. Yeah, they'll probably still be alive, and I will fucking send them. <laughs> Message about like hi, my name is Ismay. I'm 26, and I want to read about sexy demons hey, you online know for people to There's listen to. There's a book to. of eroticfantasy.com. This is now in my search history. <laughs> yes, it does not exist. I could buy it now for no. uh, $1,800. <laughs> <laughs> or make 12 monthly payments of 149.58. That sounds doable. 0% that, interest? That's pretty good. Start payment plan. <laughs> that's, that's a monopoly fine, money, man. right? Don't even worry about it. Uh I might be doing a reading of that at some point in the future. We shall see. Uh and th- this took away the good segue that we had before, but Chase, <laughs> what, what plugs do you have for us? <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 I have been Chase. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TQ Loudly. You can find me uh, on uh, several Ghostlight Media podcasts, including Another Path, which I am the DM of that uh, D&D actual play adventure. We are nearing the end of our second season, so this is a really great time to hop on uh, because you can be slightly confused for a couple of episodes while we uh, hammer things out. And then at the very end, there will be a season recap. Uh, where you'll be able to catch all the way up for the horror that is in store for season three. I'm also a player on Imprinted Echoes, which is a cipher system podcast uh, where we are playing in the world of Numenera. Also Shakespeare, which is now no longer exclusively about Shakespeare, but about uh, (laughs) the classics in general. And we're in the middle of Beowulf, which is uh, now I will remind you, uh, those who listened last time, of Yeet the Geet. Horrifying stuff. Heather, do you have anything for us? Personally, big one, find me on uh, Twitter at Mama Dragon 20 or on now TikTok at Mama Dragon S underscore Den. I am the transcriptor for Books That Burn, which is a book review podcast uh, that reviews the trauma in a book and discusses it in a way to help readers understand whether or not it would be a good book for them to safely read. And then soon to come, another podcast mm-hmm. that Nicole and I had actually started working on two years ago, and then I had no computer and no ability to. <laughs> To do the thing and it is called point and play that is p-o-i-n-t-e and we discuss music and dance things because combined we have over 30 years of experience in each that's to come soon uh ian do you have anything for us uh yeah the company that uh, created the book of erotic <laughs> fantasy, uh, the uh-huh. Valar Project, uh, no longer exists yes. as far as I can tell. They also okay. lost the D20 license when Wizards of the Coast added quality standards to their open D20 license, specifically because oh. this was published 
as a D20 game. Um, Wait, specifically because this is This, this is one? cited as one of the main reasons Wizards this? of the Coast changed their open D20 policy, or whatever it's called, open oh 20 system God. policy. Yeah, this is, this is specifically cited as a reason in, like, this. all of the articles that I've been reading for the last That's five minutes. That's the best thing <laughs> I've ever heard. Uh, so I think, legally, we're covered, because they're literally impossible <gasps> to contact. The main thing I could find was a Twitter account. Mm. The last thing they tweeted was about uh-huh. Minecraft in 2014. But here's my new problem, Ian. Now it's become less I should contact them to see if this is okay and more I would like to speak to the mind that did this <laughs> <laughs> and be like, hey, I don't know if this was your intention when you wrote it, but there is like a queer non-binary 26-year-old that it wants nothing more than to read this. This and nothing else till the end of time. Before we go, can I just read the name of the photographer Please. for this book? Yes. The, the, the credits <laughs> list is... Sorry, did you say photographer? Photo- oh, oh, there's... Oh, uh, content Not warning artist. if you're going to read this book. There's a bunch of nudity in it. <laughs> Wait, wait, no, but photographer yeah. and not artist. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, there's like what? two or three dozen models, apparently. What the fuck? Okay, continue, but what? The photographer's name, all caps, is... Hypnox. <laughs> spelled exactly how you think it's, it's Ismay, spelled. I need yes. I need you to come out of like whatever <laughs> documentarian retirement you are in right now. I need <laughs> I will work with you. I have done my own share of videography. We will get people <gasps> like I want to do a fucking YouTube series on the history of this one very obscure D and D of the one obscure like sexy D and D book. To me. Oh, like but the last proper documentary I did was like a very tasteful one on burlesque. Yeah, this one's gonna this be is wrong. not gonna be tasteful. No, not at all. But Ian looks like he just saw a ghost, so I need to know Ian, more. What happened? This game has a dedication to a dead person. <laughs> in in memory of Rebecca P, you are missed. Guess who that one goes out from? A man hypnotized. <laughs> oh, imagine, imagine passing over to the other side, and then like as a ghost, re- like or like w- when the angels are like, let's have a look at how people are reacting to your death. They're like, well, this one is. <laughs> putting your name on this sexy demon <laughs> fucking book. There is nothing that would not make ju- me happier. Not just demons. Everything. Everything. Before I fell down this rabbit hole, the the joke I was going to go out on is that there's a paragraph on page 36 about fucking dragons, but I don't even care about that now. <laughs> no, I want to know the real story. Forget the fiction of, that the book sets up. I want to know about the people who wrote this book. Well, you say forget the fiction. We're going to have to go a little bit deep into the fiction because that's what I that's that's my creative need for this. But I also do need to know all of the the actual history of this fantastic book. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can also find me places. Uh, I'm everywhere at a teacup gamer. Uh, you can find me at a teacup gamer on Twitch and Twitter and Instagram and just like a, a, a lot. Yeah, just everywhere. Just everywhere at a teacup gamer. Mostly, mostly on the uh, the Twitch where I stream games most every day. What am I playing right now? I'm playing a game called Wander Song, which is like if you've ever played a bard or have ever loved a bard. This is this is what you kind of wish your bard was. This is mm-hmm. what you wish the bard class 
like was as a thing because you just you just go around singing delightful little songs to solve problems instead of swinging swords and it's the most sweet wholesome game in the world so if you want to have me crying a little bit over that then it's twitch.tv forward slash a teacup gamer uh and for crit chat if you want to find us you can find us everywhere we're on itunes and spotify and all the best podcast apps and you will find us there every other saturday until then i have been ismay i've been chase i've been heather one of the Authors of the Book of Erotic <laughs> Fantasy worked on official D&D books. <gasps> they made it. Which ones? <laughs> I've been Ian Mitchell. Like recently? No, third edition stuff. But, but about that time, that was, oh, that must oh have been so God. contentious. The books she wrote for Wizards of the Coast came out after the Book of Erotic Fantasy. There's hope for us yet, lads. <sighs> this has been Crit Chat. See you later, nerds. <laughs>